Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm Laser J, and I'm joined as always by my good buddy and co-host. Hey, everybody, it's Kai. How's it going? Yep, and uh, we're we're tapping into the Disney Renaissance, and we're doing Little Mermaid and Beauty of the Beast. Yeah. Uh, Techni- yeah. Technically, if we did this in like actual order, we would be talking about Rescuers Down Under with Little Mermaid, but like that. You know, that is, it deserves. There's a better pairing than. Yeah, rescue is down under is gonna. We're gonna talk about it, but we're gonna talk about with something else. Yeah. Uh, but that's for later. Uh, we got our weeks, and we got to do a spoiler cast for the final season of Kid Cosmic. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. All right. So. uh, Get this out of the way, because uh, it's something we both have been paying attention to. Uh, Elden Ring came out, and it's kind of owned my week. It's my kind weeks. of the biggest game this year so far. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think we really need to spend too much time talking about no. it, because we... we've just... We've been watching. Neither of us have actually played. Yeah, we're just watching a lot of streams of it. The the My favorite thing about Elden Ring is watching several companies being like, let's get the fuck out of the way of this game's release and wait for our game, and like, wait to release our game. Yeah. Like, they yeah. know. They know. Uh, for me, it's... Uh... I just love seeing new Souls bosses. Yeah. New badasses. New badasses, uh... new... Fucking new weapons, new, you know, dumb builds, new spells. God, I have the dumbest build. It, it's not like super optimized, mm-hmm. but it's the I I just want to go whole hog on arcane and endurance. Mm. Uh, the the but that that that's for another time. Uh, that that's for once either of us have actually played the game. Yeah. I'm. There have been so many. I've seen so many cool weapons. Yeah. That one great sword that's just made of a bunch of smaller swords. Yeah. That. God. That. That's that, grim. That thing. Fuck. That thing fucks. That's. That's just the Iron Throne sword. Yeah. It. It. It's so ugly. I love it. <laughs> I. I'm neutral on it. Like. I'm neutral on it. Did you see how blatant the Berserk Sword is in this one? Yes. It is the most blatant it's ever been. I mean, it you, you could almost call it uh, paying respects at this point. It is, because it's like, it looks like this thing, and it's like, the, the description of it calls it a coarse iron lump of a, of a great sword. <laughs> yeah. And mentions how it's good for slaying inhuman foes. Yeah, it, and it's it, it's just it's just guts and sword. It's just it's, the it's just the dragon slayer. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so how was your week? Uh, other than a bunch of IRL stuff that I won't get into. Um, let me not IRL, but like personal. Yeah. Family stuff. Uh, yeah. I've really 
other than Elden Ring, I've really only, and like Kid Cosmic, I've only had the time to really check out um, one show. Okay. Uh, I did watch what is out of Cuphead so far. Oh, yeah, I forgot that came out. Yeah, first 12 episodes are out. I uh, don't know when the next batch is coming out, but it's supposed to be like 50-something episodes. Okay. Wow, 50. Okay. Yeah, the, it, it really sucks because the um, animators are going to get shafted on that because it's considered one season, but they're That's... releasing it in batches as if it were multiple seasons. That sucks. Yeah, I'm fucking shafted real hard on this. I'm not going to get paid properly because of the way they, they're doing this. Good fuck yeah. Netflix. New deal for animation, hashtag. Hashtag new deal for animation, seriously. Yeah. Um, but beyond the, the bullshittery of the animation industry, uh, Cuphead... How do I want to say this? Remember how, remember how we talked about Jellystone? Where it was yeah. like, this is just one of those shows like, you know what? Like, I'm not always laughing, but I'm just kind of... I'm just kind of vibing here, and I'm kind of I'm just kind of enjoying myself watching it. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of the, that's kind of the show. Okay, you, you probably have to have some affection for the characters in the world to begin with. To get yeah, just that a little bit. Effect. Okay, a little, but like not. It's not necessary. It doesn't okay. even. It doesn't even fully. It doesn't really follow the plot of the game. It just has like characters from the game and kind of like. Yeah. You know. Um, oh well, I, I mean it's the same with Jellystone. Like that is nothing like its source material. Yeah. Um. And, but the one thing I will say, uh, in terms of like, uh, about like its quality is like, God, its animation is chef kiss. Kind of has to be. It, it kind of has to be, but I mean at the same time, it's like, God. I, I've there have been several scenes that I've watched over and over and over again just to see the the animation and the facial expressions. Nice. Uh, it's so much trying to like, not even just because the original cup is homaging like rubber hose stuff. Yeah. But like this is also this is homaging that, but because it's homaging the game, but also feels very much in line with the comedy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Slash face like extreme squash and stretch expressionism of like the the frizz freeling era of like Looney Tunes stuff. Okay, nice. And that and like SpongeBob also. Okay. Like oh, those yeah. those are the vibes. Like it feels like this mishmash of like SpongeBob and like a frizz freeling Looney Tunes cartoon and an old like black and white uh, rubber hose cartoon. Hell yeah. Also, there are musical numbers. Not in every episode, but occasionally there's a song. Okay. And that that feels appropriate. They've all been pretty good, actually. Oh yeah. Especially the one in episode one, the, the devil gets a song, and it's actually pretty. It's a pretty fun song. Nice. Uh, and they play a lot. Of, the devil is actually one of the characters that like. They really play a lot with the animation with him because he can like shape shift and like pull his body apart in various ways and they play with that a lot and he's kind of like there for a lot of the show so that's always really fun um and some of the the one of the voice casting choices is really fun freaking um what's his name uh from whose line uh shit 
I just had it. Uh, Whose line is it anyway? Yeah, uh, Wayne Brady. Where Wayne Brady is is King okay. King Dice. Yes. Oh hell yeah, that's that's a good fit. It is, especially because he 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 can sing. Yeah. So he kind of gets to like you know, lean into the shabadi da sort of like energy that King Dice has. The the Cab Calloway-ness. Exactly the Cab Calloway-ness of it. Um, the yeah. cast overall is like really great. Good. Especially like Cuphead and Mugman. Mm-hmm. That they're like really sick. Like I don't know. I don't like you know what we need around here, Mugman Mugsy. Some adventure, like that real, like yeah, thick. the real Mel Blanc, nineteen thirties New York, exactly. Kind of and yeah. They're really leaning into it, and I, I really dig it. Uh, nice. It's a lot of fun. Some of the jo- like, like I said, it's one of those jo- shows where I'm like, I'm just kind of having a, a a fun time, and every once in a while, there's a joke that actually makes me like laugh. Right on. It's like no, like it's not like consistently funny, but it's a it's a fun time, and that's that's kind of it. You know, there's not like a plot, so that's kind of all there really is to say about Cuphead. But it's a good show. Right on. And yeah, Kick Cosmic is kind of the one of the only other things I really had time for due to, you know, circumstances. All right. Uh, for me, I had some personal life family bullshit to deal with as well mm. uh, that took up a, a good deal of my time mm-hmm. uh, that I won't get into also yeah. because it's personal. Yeah. Um, but when I wasn't dealing with that and it, I wasn't uh, watching Elden Ring, uh, I'm getting promoted at work. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, not because of merit or skill, but out of necessity. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, take a win. Take the win. Take the win. <laughs> uh, but still, uh, I feel like, you know, it's a win with an asterisk, so gotta point it out. Um, uh, what else? Mm-hmm. Oh, when I wasn't dealing with either of those things, uh, I've been playing... Uh, MLB The Show 2015 on the Vita. Huh. That sure is a... Uh, huh. I like baseball, man, and it's the only baseball game on the Vita, so... <laughs> hmm. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> uh, other than that, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh... an Estes flask, like legit Estes flask. Yeah, like like a cosplay prop. It has LEDs in it, lights up. Oh, okay, not oh, use, not it. usable for drinking. No, not usable for drinking. No, no, no. Yeah, because um, if it was, you got to put fucking Sunny D in that shit. Oh, absolutely. But no, it it's. I I just want it as a uh, a prop to put on my uh, my work costume. Oh, that's fun. I dress up like a pirate for a living. So. Uh, like, you know, there are worse jobs. Oh, no, I love my job. Mm. I absolutely love my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
That's it, not on. Oh, wow, that is really cool looking. It's just straight up the, yeah, wow. And that is it turned on. Cool. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Uh, I have something to talk about next time because mm. there's stuff going to be happening next time. And, mm-hmm. uh, when is the next time? Uh, I'll have one thing to talk about, but. And that, yep, I got no week. Uh, so let's just get to uh, Kid Cosmic spoiler cast. Uh, warning ahead: uh, spoilers, spoilers. Wow, wow. Big spoilers. If you haven't watched Kid Cosmic season three, go do so. Yeah, or skip it. Skip this. Yeah, skip this part. But you should watch Kid Cosmic. It, it's not my favorite, but. It's definitely something I like. The now that Kid Cosmic is over, I think I can finally say this with absolute certainty. My one major criticism of Kid Cosmic mm-hmm. is it it feels like it's always just like moving so fucking fast. The, the, there's plot points that it did not take the time to fully explore, and it needed to. Exactly. Particularly with Grandpa G. With Grandpa G and, like, Erodius and... Yeah. It's, like, one of those things where... It feels like Craig McCracken wanted to do more, but was limited by what he was given. Yeah. And that sucks. I'm glad he got to tell the story he wanted, but, like, it feels like he had to cut things and, like, be like... You know. It, it was... it it Yeah. It needed more room to breathe, but also I feel like any longer, and I would it it would not have held my attention. I think it could have uh, got done with one or two more episodes. You know, like that's all I'm asking for. I yeah, I'd say one more season in season two, and then one more in season three. Yes, it needed one more episode in those two seasons. Season one was fine; it was a little fast, but fine. But season two and three were like, whoa. I think it helped in season two. In season one. Yeah. Um, because it, it sort of, things went fast. Like, things happened fast for Kid. And that pacing worked yeah. in that season. Yeah, for the especially for the overall, like, arc of that, um, you know. Yeah. That season. Yeah. Uh, season two, three, just one more episode each. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that's done, I, I can definitively say if if you hadn't really been as excited as you were about it, I probably would have skipped this entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, no fault of its own. It, it's just something that it wouldn't have really caught my attention. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. Kind of. Like, I, it's... It, it, I'm not going to say like it wasn't life altering. It wasn't like, oh, I love this. I, it wasn't like a keep me snared in the entire time. I sort of my mind drift a little bit here or there during it. Yeah, um, I think the thing but about, overly positive yeah. experience. Yeah, I think the thing about Kid Cosmic that I will say is that like 
as much as I have a problem with pacing, whenever it tries to hit an emotional chord, it hits. Yes. Like, really, really well. It, it knows when to, like, take a minute and hit that emotional chord. Yes. Especially in this season. Uh, the stuff with the illusion of kids' parents and Papa G's whole, like, sacrifice. Especially that, that fucking flashback scene of kid moving in with Papa G. Yeah. That is really good. I fucking cried. Yes. And... I'm also, the only other thing, I'm kind of sad that, like, it felt like Joe and Kid and G kind of got to have, like, arcs, but Rosa didn't, but she's, like, five, so. Yeah, she's, okay. You could do an arc for a five-year-old, but I think your your personality isn't fully formed at five. Yeah, it, they kind of tried. They, they, I feel like they could have like done more with the thing with about with the parents and like her almost dying. I felt like that that could have, you know, been fleshed out more. They, ne- they needed to make her parents proper characters. Yes, they're that whole family is kind of one note. Yeah. Each of them. I mean, you know, everybody but like the main four is all. It's kind of one note in general, except for like um Flo's mom. Yeah. Joe's mom. Yeah, Joe's mom. Blah. Flo. Flo. Flo, Joe's yeah. mom. God. <laughs> God. <sighs> but yeah, I, I like her a lot, but the, all the other characters are just kind of like, you know, they're, they're yeah. really one note. Like, the ones on the team, anyway. That That is kind of, you know, that, that, that that's a constant in cartoons. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, not just cartoons. That, that's sitcoms. That, that's TV. That's TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying I needed all of them to be deep, but like, you know. Yeah, like, okay. Uh, I can't remember their names, but the diner employees yeah. did not need anything. They don't need... Um, yeah, they're fine. I love freaking uh, Curly Fry. That, yeah. that guy was hilarious. <laughs> uh. The, the biker granny also doesn't really need deepening. And the, the, the weird conspiracy guy. Like, those those guys are fine. They're fine. They yeah. they don't need anything. I feel like Rose's parents were the ones that needed more, yes. Or they just needed to... I think making Rosa a five-year-old could have been a mistake. Yeah, she could have been, a, like, a couple years older. Yeah. Like, you could have How made... How old is Kid? How old is Kid? Um, let's... Is it like 10? Something like that. Uh, let's find out. Uh, Kid Cosmic. Here we go. Okay. Characters. Kid. Kid is 9. 9? Okay. Also, his last name is Mulligan. Mulligan. Uh, they could have made Kid like 10 and made Rosa like 8. Yeah. 
Because uh, that, that's enough to where... Or like, like 11. Yeah, 10, well, 10, 11 at most. Because like 11 is middle school. That's where you start to lose a little bit of that like childlike wonder. And you start getting like interested in teenage shit. Yeah, also apparently... Or shit that you think is teenage shit. So Papa G's real name is George. Yeah. George. Papa George. Yep. Uh, but having one of them be like 10 and the other one 8 is like a good... I feel like 8 is when I started not like not reacting to things happening around me, but like having my own opinions about stuff and yeah. getting into trouble and mischief. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's when my personality started being formed. Mm-hmm. So it, it's also a good age, like difference for having like someone following a slightly older kid. Yeah, like two, you know or, what I'm... two or three years older. Yeah, yeah, uh, that that would have worked, and you could have made her a more fleshed out character, fleshed out character than a five year old. Yeah, like five year olds are basically toddlers. Yeah, and, like and I like slightly advanced. I like Rosa, but you know. Yeah, no, I like the personality trait of I'm big. Uh, mm-hmm. The five year old's like, "Nah, fuck you! I'm gonna fight! Fuck yeah!" I like that. That that that's fun. Uh, it's just hard to make a, a flushed out five year old. Yeah. Um. Say la vie. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Rosa was inspired by Craig McCracken's daughter. That makes sense. Which is adorable, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love that for her. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. And Tuna Sandwich didn't need anything because he's a fucking cat. He's a cat. He He's a talking cat with precognition. And, That's enough. And we got enough with fucking, uh, what's his name? The, the alien. He had all of his stuff in season one. Yeah. And the start of season two. He... He had his arc. He had his arc, and he's now he's just there for comedy, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. He's just there to be a guy with no legs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's my favorite. Yeah. I don't know, but... It, he, yeah. Go on. It's season one, he was the Squidward. Yeah, basically. Basically, he he evolved into not Squidward, but yeah. that's sort of where he started. I honestly, I was expecting the swerve on Erodius in season two. Like, I was like, really? I was waiting. Like, I could feel it, right? Mm. Like, what the like what Erodius really is, you know? I was expecting some kind of swerve on, like, it can't just be. It can't be just that straightforward. Yeah, you know, like why. And and I was correct. It just yeah. took it just took us till season three. We had to take a detour into fantasy world, I guess. Yeah. And I I don't like those first two episodes. I, I mean, they're really good for kid and Papa G. Yeah, they are. I just I I don't know. I feel like that. I wish it had an entire season to do what those first two episodes did. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a part that needed way more 
development. explanation. Yeah, I agree. Um, but also, I don't. I I I'm conflicted because like it it needed. I I feel like it would have been better with an entire season. That that is it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to watch a fourth season of. No, no, it doesn't need another season. It just needs like one or two more episodes. That's all it needs. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a pa- that's just a pacing problem. Unfortunately, it it, it feels yeah. squished. It really does. And that's a shame because it is good, but you know. Yeah. It, it's becoming more and more of a common problem. In general, it's like shows not getting enough time or not knowing how much time they have etc yeah and then another show that doesn't deserve it will get like 12 seasons yeah you know what are you gonna do ultra 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 what God, you should you should get that looked at. Yeah. Uh, you know it. Uh, give me a second. I have a joke, but I need to, I need numbers for this joke. Okay. Uh, you know it. It's just a cough that's been stuck stuck there since you know December twenty eighteen. God. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. you know what netflix series i really did like that i didn't think i would what uh troll hunters i never saw it troll the, the whole arcadia uh series that starts with troll hunters and then goes into uh Eight below, and then something with wizards. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's all produced by Guillermo del Toro, and I trust that guy. So uh, it's very fun, but it's also like geared towards like 11, 12 year olds. So mm-hmm. it, it has that feel. It's also DreamWorks. So, you know, it's DreamWorks geared towards tweens, but it's still, I feel like it's a good. It's well written and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out. But I'm getting away from myself. Uh, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Uh, got anything else to say about about this? About no. Okay. Uh, I like the ending. Uh, that, that's all I got to say. Yeah, the ending is good. It's a good ending. It's a very yeah. appropriate ending. Yeah. Like it's. I think, and I don't want to undersell it because, like, honestly, I feel like people don't realize how hard it is to write a good ending to literally anything. Yeah. Like, having a good ending is honestly one of the better things you can ever say about something. Yeah. Good endings are hard. It helps to start there sometimes, but. Yeah. um, Because then you know what you're working towards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if that's what 
McCracken and his team did, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good ending. I liked it. Uh, I, I, I like the show overall. Uh, I don't know about you, and you know we don't really do the quantifying things with Numbers. X out of X or whatever, but I'd say it's a, a solid. 7.5 out of 10 for me. 7.5 to an 8, depending on what day you ask me. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I couldn't decide between 7 or 8, so I settled on 7.5. Yeah. Uh, that That's sort of my general feeling, mm-hmm. like, any day of the week. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm finding, like, I don't like Craig McCracken's work for the most part. I like, or, okay, I don't like is not the right phrase. I'm not ex- I'm not like super into it. Mm. I enjoy whatever I watch that he does. Mm-hmm. But it's it doesn't grab me. Yeah, I his work is one of those things where it's like I don't the only thing of his I haven't watched is Wander Over Yonder. Uh I've seen clips. Yeah. It's a fun show, but the yeah. the thing that I like about Craig is he is really good at writing comedy. Yeah. Um and I no go. I, I like his the the uh aesthetic designs in his shows. Oh yeah for sure his for sure. uh I it his shows aren't style over substance by any means, but I care more for the style of each of his shows than the substance of each of his shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PPG is still my favorite thing he ever did, so. For me, it's Foster's. Mm-hmm. That's the one I've seen the most of. Yeah. Other than Kid Cosmic, which I've seen all of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I liked Foster's, but, like, I have problems with it. Oh, it's by far, it's far from perfect. Ma- uh, mainly blue. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, but you know, that's that's for the Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends episode. If we do one, I mean, we probably will. We probably should. Who knows? Who knows when we'll get to it? Because I'm not exactly chomping at the bit to watch it. I mean, yeah. again, yeah. I I will say it, it. It's summed up with he's Bart Simpson, both good and bad. He's Bart Simpson. Yeah. Uh, it's just his. Con- I, I'm not gonna get it, and I'm not gonna get into it. Yeah, we won't get into it. Uh, that's for another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, it's time for the Little Mermaid. We'll see you then. All right, and welcome back. Uh, Little Mermaid, 1989, Walt Disney Studios, directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, writing credits to the same two. Uh, with it being based on the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale. Uh, and additional dialogue by... Additional dialogue by Howard Ashman, Jarrett Graham, Sam Graham, and Chris Hubble. Or Hubble? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how this is listed. Maybe it's appearance? I don't know. Mm. Uh, Rene Abergenois as Louis. Uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes as Eric. Jody Benson as Ariel. Pat Carroll as Ursula. 
Patty Edwards as Flotsam and Jetsam. Buddy Hackett as Scuttle. Buddy Hackett. My dad knew Buddy Hackett. Really? Yeah, like, way, like, professionally, not like... I mean, yeah, but that's still really cool. Yeah. My dad, in the 60s, uh, did a lot of, like, psychological research on comedians. Mm -hmm. And uh, Buddy Hackett was one of the ones he interviewed hmm. and worked with. Hmm. Uh, Jason Marin is Flounder. Kenneth Mars as Triton. Uh, Eddie McClurg as Carlotta. Will Ryan as Seahorse. Ben Wright as Grimsby. Grimsby. <laughs> that was his name. Uh, eight vaginas. Uh, Imagine. <laughs> oh, I can't not uh, fuck him. <laughs> I think... Uh, as much as I like The Little Mermaid, that comic is my favorite thing about The Little Mermaid. Um, and I really do like The Little Mermaid. Like, genuinely. Uh, spoilers for later. Spoilers. Um, Samuel E. Wright as Sebastian. Uh, Hamilton Camp doing additional... Vo oh, now we're just doing additional voices. Yeah, we can't get another additional voices. That'll take fucking forever. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sidney DeSev as uh, the narrator... Walt Disney Jr. is a shark. Huh. Uh, Keith Robertson as all of Ariel's sisters. Bravo. And uh, Frank Welker as Max. Hmm. There you go. Uh, let me see what else. Alan Menken, original score. Uh, edited by Mark A. Hester. Uh, Michael Peraza Jr. and Donald Towns art, for art direction. Uh, if I had all the time in the world, I would read off all the animation credits. There's a lot. Uh, but... Over like 40-something animators worked on this. Yeah, it's a very big production. And there's a lot of fucking names. Mm-hmm. Uh... Howard Ashman was the lyricist for the songs. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that's important to mention because mm -hmm. it's a musical. Yes. Like I said, Alan Menken was the composer. Yeah, Howard Ashman, Alan Menken, the dream team. Yep. Uh, anything else worth mentioning? No, that's it. Okay, so... Some yeah. historical context. Yes. This is very important for this film because this film is super important from a historical standpoint. So basically, during this time, like we have to start from, uh, let's start with Walt Disney's death. So okay. Walt Disney, Walt Disney passes, and so does his son at a certain point. And uh, the last film that had been made while Walt was alive was The Jungle Book. Uh. Or at least it was the last film that he had any involvement in. And after that point, Disney kind of struggled to, like, stay relevant. They had a couple of, like, relative, like, small successes, like, you know, Robin Hood and, you know, whatnot. But they never reached their, like, golden age heights, like, uh, Sleeping Beauty and 
Snow Whites and et cetera, et cetera. And then they just kept it was flop after flop after flop. Like the Black Cauldron was the was it almost killed the entire animation studio. Yeah. And um Which sucks because I actually really like the Black Cauldron. I like it aesthetically, but like yeah, it's not a well, good movie. Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, but and I, it's fun to look it's at. It's fun to look at and you know, there's some cool scenes in it. Um Yeah. The and, and this was also at the time uh while Disney was really struggling, uh Don Bluth had left the studio and he was like just he was just coming in with big hits. He he did the Secret of Nim, American Tale, and The Land Before Time, all one after the other. And yep. it was just body blow after body blow after body blow for um Disney at the time. And also overseas animation was also becoming even more prevalent. Like this was all during this time period, fucking Lupin the Third Castle of Cagliostro came out. Yep. So Disney was like they weren't the kings anymore. They weren't the big be all end all for theatrical animation anymore. And uh what happened was is that like basically the great mouse detective came out and it was it was successful enough to keep the animation studio around and then there were like and basically jeffrey katzenberg and michael eisner were the sort of big heads at the time and they were like okay we're moving the old animation studios and like we're just not gonna we're not gonna pay as much attention to the animation you know department and then um the animate uh, i forget who brought the original idea forward but they decided like what if we tried to go back to the adaptations of fairy tales so they brought they brought like forth the idea of adapting like the little mermaid and fun fact i actually didn't know this until i did research apparently this was a film that was already kind of originally planned back before world war ii Wow. So what happened was is that like um, originally when Disney was still alive before they World War Two happened and they had to do a bunch of shorts and propaganda films, um, Disney had planned to do a sort of live action slash half live action half like part animation, where it was going to be the life story of Hans Christian Andersen, and it was going to be interspersed with two shorts. One of them was going to be a Little Mermaid short, and one of them was going to be a Snow Queen short. But that idea was basically when World War II happened, it was pretty much shelved indefinitely until it was brought forth again uh, now. Yeah. And then uh, they had some very like late early concepts for the film, and uh, Katzenberg and Eisner kind of weren't feeling it first, and then they were like, what if we make it a musical? And that was when they brought in... Um, <clears throat> freaking... Uh, Mankin and Ashman. Yeah, Mankin and Ashman, who had just come off of like uh, so like a, a couple, a few Broadway successes and musicals, and after this movie, they would have they would go on to like do even more shit and become yeah. like the the big names we know them now as. Yeah. Uh, they had like, but they weren't like super huge before this movie. Um. I think uh, Ashman... No, it was Mencken who had only had, like, one of his shows come out. And Ashman had composed, like, a couple of things. Like, I think 
he had helped work on um, Phantom of the Opera and a couple of other things, but he wasn't, like, the main composer of, like, uh, anything at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there were, in, in fact, it they, when they were making the film, and they were, they were adding in the musical stuff, they, they thought, they didn't think it would quite work. They did, like, a test screening. <laughs> and apparently, when part of your world happened, they, and they saw that the audience was a little anxious, but um, several of the people working, like Robert Clemens, the director, really fought to be like, no, 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 do another test screening. And that one went way over, that one went way better. And then they even did a test screening with adults. Mm. And because of them fighting to keep the film and keeping it as it is, um, you know, it, it was it was made. And, yeah. and because of The Little Mermaid, as history shows, uh, Disney just, they came back. And then we had the Renaissance. And now uh, Disney is a, a multi-million dollar monopoly conglomerate. So you know what? Maybe it wasn't for the best. <laughs> no. No, we can we can blame all of it on... On... Uh... Oh boy. God damn this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn this movie. But also, you know, one of our maids. Yeah. This was also the last movie that they did uh using mostly traditional um um like like traditional uh, animation style like because uh, Down Under Rescue is Down Under and everything after that was done with digital tools. Yeah. The only scene that was done with digital tools in this movie is the final scene, where it's the 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 wedding. Hmm. Everything else is traditionally animated, which is like wild to me. But anyway, that's that's the historical context of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, this is super important. So I wanted to get that. Yeah. No. It is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. So I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a bit. Go ahead. I got a bit. Right. Uh, it it's a uh, bit segment. I'm interrupting Little Mermaid to do a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, which of the new Pokemon starters is your favorite? Uh, Quaxley. Okay. He's a little, he's a little duck with a little pompadour. Yeah, I love him. I like Foy Coco. Yeah, Foy Coco is he's just a little man, just, just a little chompy boy, little chompy love boy. Uh, anyway, that that's my bit. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Could that be the preview thing for this one? If we do a preview, I I love I the previews. Do... I do too. I kind of hate doing. I know, them, but I know, um. I know. Um, oh, but they, they are fun. But I, I think this works as uh, a little secret for people to find. Yes. Uh, so now back to Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Uh, what's your what's your favorite song? Poor unfortunate souls. Okay. It, it's it's really hard, but I think Poor unfortunate souls is my favorite one, and it's also I think. A contender for the best Disney villain song. Wow. 
I yeah. I feel very strongly about poor unfortunate souls. Who's its uh who's its competitors? Like be prepared and okay. um uh uh I honestly think friends on the other side is like really up there. I was going to say if that's not on there. Oh, friends on the other side is so fucking good. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. It, uh, I I can't even it, I wish that he fucking did more like songs and musical stuff because God, his voice. Yeah, Keith yeah, David's fucking Keith David golden. Uh, mine's uh incredibly basic, and it's "Kiss the Girl." Really, most people, most yeah, people will go for a part of our world. Yeah, I was a, when I started saying basic, I was like, "It's part of your world." I was like, "Oh wait, no, Kiss the Girl." Kiss the Girl's always been my favorite. Um, uh, I honestly, I have a really strong weakness for Les Poissons. Yeah, les okay. Poissons, les Poissons. Oh, I love Les Poissons. <laughs> it's such a little tiny song, but I love it. Yeah. I will say, anytime I hear the it's instant serotonin. Uh, I got that brainwashing from a young age. Um, um, I do like the uh, how they keep using uh, part of your world as like a lay motif throughout the whole movie. Yes, I, I it's, I'm, I'm, I'm always here for a good musical lay motif. It, it's the it, it's the song that makes sense to use it as. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, God, Ursula is one of the best Disney villains. Absolutely. Like, not even close. Nah. No, no competition. No, there, there's uh, a couple of villains that I think are, like, on her level, but not many. Yeah. Very little competition. There's very little competition. There's very few of, like, Disney villains that I would put on the same, like, level as Ursula. Like, Maleficent, purely for her presence. And then, like, honestly, okay, this is a weird one. I actually really like Captain Hook. <laughs> yeah, Captain Hook's Captain Hook's good. Really, Captain Hook's real. I good. really like Captain Hook. I'm I'm uh Scar is kind of overrated. IMO. Yeah. Uh you know what my favorite one is? Mm. And I'm gonna give you a warning, this is a joke. Mm. Um but it's actually true. It it's true, but it's also a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh Puberty from a goofy movie. <laughs> It's yeah. Puberty right. is the is the antagonist in that. I mean, you're not incorrect. <laughs> uh, people are always like, "Encanto is the first Disney movie with no villain." No, it it it's goofy movie. Goofy movie. Uh oh, I saw Encanto. That no, I talked about that. We last talked about time. that last. Talked time. about that last. Yeah, we did. Yeah, sorry. We did. Uh, yeah, Ursula is like. Primo. Your soul is Primo. Like, there's no, like... Oh, uh, every... you know what? Mm-hmm. Prima. Prima Prima Madonna. Donna. Like, I mean, she Prima. is... Her design is based off of the drag queen Divine. Divine. Yeah. And her... Everything about her, her design, her voice, her, like, the animation on her body language, you know, mm-hmm. and her, yeah. her song, her, her fucking lair. I love her, like, how creepy 
her whole like oh, the yeah. witch's cave is. It's real good. Like, with the... I like Flotsam and Jetsam. Too. Yeah, they're really great. Like just like mooks, like you know her like her little cronies. They're they're up there. Yeah. They're not like the best Disney cronies, no, they're... but they're up there. They're good. Yeah, I think Iago is like the best one. <laughs> Iago's the one with the most personality. Yeah, I also am a fan that, of... That, that helps. I'm a fan of uh, uh, freaking Horace and Jasper also. For me, it's uh, Pain and Panic. Yeah, Pain and Panic. But that's mostly... Bobcat Goldthwait. Because Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. I love that voice. I love that voice! Yeah, for sure. Oh, God, give me... Give me a Disney series, like a little like mini series that they just like interstitials. That's just Iago and whichever one Bobcat Goldthwait is. Mm-hmm. Just those two, the most annoying voices you can think of in comedy. Just, and just have those two characters interact. Yeah, no, for real, I agree. But sorry, yeah, anyway, Ursula is really great, and like, uh, it, this whole. This movie kind of sets, like, a lot of, like, sort of, like, the tropes that we kind of know for the Disney Renaissance films. Like, it has the I Want song. It has the, like, you know, classic... The villain song. Hmm? The villain song. The villain has the villain song and has the, the sort of, like, true love's first kiss thing. You know, whole, like, fairy tale type stuff that they're trying to, like, recapture. And yeah. Literally all the tropes are here. The romance blooming song within like three days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I will say this: what is this about the Little Mermaid? It's one thing that this is sort of like second wave fe- feminism criticism of the Little Mermaid. It's like mm-hmm. Ariel losing her voice and like you know some sort of commentary about women not being able to talk or whatever the fuck. It's like you know very like surface level feminism you know what i mean yeah and i'm not like and i get it on the one hand, i get it but also like i'm tired of that specific brand of feminism can we move can we yeah. move past like wave one wave two wave like brand of feminism please yeah but anyway i legitimately i think it actually kind of works in one way because it's eric because she can't talk she gets to like ambulate a lot, and that gives her a lot of character. Yeah. Uh, anytime gesticulation is a good animation shorthand for character. Exactly. Kind of. You know what I mean? Her like when she's not talking, she has like way more personality. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's because they animated her so well. Like you can tell what she's thinking without her having to say anything. Yeah. And how she gets to, like, just, you know, try to say what she wants to say. It, it really works, I think, honestly. From a visual perspective, yeah. Uh, I don't feel I don't feel um, qualified to comment on any other way. No, that's fair. And you uh, know what? This is also, I want to preface what I just said earlier by saying that while I'm non-binary, I'm not strictly a woman. Yeah. So, you know, I'm my... My word is not law. Yeah. Uh, so, but have your own opinion. I'm just a dude. Form your own opinions, but I, I just want to say that I am just. Oh, it, that whole opinion kind of is reeks of like perform performative feminism. Is all I'm saying. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm just. I'm saying yeah, as in I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I know, I get it. You don't want to like comment. Yeah, I get it. But I'm also clarifying for the listener. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, from a visual perspective, it does work, but I kind of get where they're coming from on on some levels. Yeah. The the other major criticisms is often lauded that the movie is the Ariel kind of doesn't really learn anything. Yeah. Like that that she struggles and then she gets what she wants and I'm like yeah. I mean yeah but like she wasn't completely in the wrong like you get it. I'm going to say that we should expect more from children's entertainment today. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't expect that much from children's entertainment then. You shouldn't. And, like, I like Ariel, but I kind of, I do kind of get that criticism. I think the TV show. Yeah, the TV show. Gives her a lot. The TV show gives her uh, a lot. This is the point where I bring up that this was my first time seeing The Little Mermaid. <gasps> what? I watched the show a lot as a little kid, but growing up, I never saw any of the princess movies except for like Mulan. Oh my god! So this is my first time well, for Beauty and the Beast. Well, you've got like you've got like the most fresh perspective on this. However, I saw the show, so I, no, I but... had familiarity with most oh, of the characters. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about Beauty and the Beast, then, because that's the first time seeing it. You have no nostalgia for it. That's oh, I'm oh, I'm excited. Anyway, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I, I like this one more than Beauty and the Beast. Um, uh, I will say, however, I have listened to the soundtracks a lot, mm-hmm. like through my teenage years. Yes. So I know most of the songs from both of these, and I've seen the scenes with those songs. So I, it's my first time seeing it as a cohesive thing, but I've seen. A lot of it. Yeah. Before. Like just sort of through osmosis and, you know, it's yeah. Disney, you know? Yeah. Uh, while my parents weren't particularly big on, like, traditional, quote-unquote, like, quote unquote, traditional gender roles, mm. uh, they were kind of big on, like, quote-unquote, traditional gender interests. Mm. Uh, so I didn't really, like, my dad didn't even want me to watch cartoons, period. So I don't think he wanted me to watch quote-unquote girls' cartoons. Because mm. uh, he would be much happier if I just only watched the news or MASH. Ugh. I like MASH, for the record. Mm. MASH is my favorite TV show, period. Mm. Um, uh, but, yeah. Uh, Yeah, uh, I I like this a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. The music is still my favorite part of it. Uh, looking at it, watching like seeing it in motion is real pretty. It it is a gorgeous movie still to this day. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't really have anything else to say. Okay. Uh, um, the most of the interesting stuff is like I've got a lot of good trivia stuff here. For one movie. Okay. So, like, um, we are I already talked about the thing about the uh, original film production being cut in World War II. 
there's a there's a lot more trivia than this, but this sort of like a any Disney movie we talk about, that's sort of the caveat is like we can't talk about all the trivia because we'd be here all day. Um, originally, Sebastian was actually supposed to have an English accent. It was uh, Howard Ashman who suggested he speak with a Caribbean accent, and that basically opened the door for the Calypso-style opening to Under the Sea. So, it's purely yeah. because of Howard Ashman's decision to make him Caribbean. Yeah. Love that. That's still drum. Still drums in general. Marimba's. Marimba. Is it Marimba? It, I thought it was still drum. It's, oh, I think Marimba is also a another name for it but no marimba is like um it's like a fancier bigger xylophone oh uh, yeah, yeah it is never mind uh you know it's that thing from uh from the 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 um, uh worthy kids oh the, the skeleton uh, thing they're all skeletons out there I told you we should have gone the marimba, not the xylophone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a really haunting sound. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, there's a few deleted scenes, like, but that's true for a lot of the anime films. Like, uh, there was an extended Fathoms Below sequence in which it was revealed that Ursula was Triton's sister. Yeah, and there was an alternate version of Poor Unfortunate Souls explaining why Ursula was banished. A scene just before the concert in which Sebastian finds out Ariel is missing. An extended scene of Sebastian lost in Eric's castle, Sebastian giving additional advice to Ariel at the bed, and the fight with Ursula to the ending with no dialogue. So, there was a lot of uh, stuff changed around. I kind of wish the stuff, I kind of at least wish Ursula's backstory in Board of Fortune Assault was included, actually. Mm. It would have been a good thing to include, for sure. At least a line. Yeah, at least. Or, like, a dialogue. Um, the dress Ariel is wearing during the dinner scene with Eric is actually a combination of a different dresses worn by every Disney princess prior to her. The puffy sleeves with the diamond designer symbol to on Snow White. The light pink color scheme comes from Cinderella's mother's dress, the one the stepsisters rip apart. The full skirt and draping are from Cinderella's famous ball gown. And finally, the off-the-shoulder neckline and long pointed sleeves are inspired by Princess Aurora's royal, royal ball gown. Hmm. Uh, oh, Ariel's body type and personality are based on Alyssa Milano. And the effect of her hair underwater was based on footage of astronaut Sally Ride in weightless conditions. Hmm. By the way, that's one thing I want to say about, like, how, like, you don't even think about how they're underwater all the time. It's, like, how much effort that must take to animate yeah. them looking like they're actually underwater. <laughs> yeah. It, it's... Oh, man, just the hair the alone. hair alone, man. Not to even get into the... This is another bit of trivia, like, the bubbles. Oh. The bubbles. Oh, the bubbles. Okay, so here's a bit of trivia about the fucking... The, the directors insist that every single one of the millions of bubbles should be hand-drawn, not zero. <laughs> the sheer manpower were so, for such an effort required Disney to farm out most of the bubble drawing to Pacific Rim Productions, a China-based film uh, firm with production facilities in Beijing. Oh, God almighty, that... Yeah, and... Yeah. Yeah. I know. Scheduling conflicts with Star Trek The Next Generation forced Patrick Stewart to turn down the role of King Triton. Yeah, I've got that written down as well. 
Yeah. Uh, I basically like cherry picked like a bunch of ones from the IMDb. Yeah, I'm I'm scrolling through the IMDb. Um, so the um thing about the bu- this is also related the bubbles and like uh the underwater scenes. It's the animation though the bubble effects were overlaid over the animation and also the other similar effects like the um water filtering through the the light filtering through the water effect was also overlaid onto the animation cells. Which is also another thing that's super impressive. Um, uh, back to... Oh, uh, I know you probably have this, mm-hmm. uh, but this is probably my favorite, and it ties back to last episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, the thing about... Uh, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Saunders. Yes. Uh, auditioned for the role, but was turned down. Spielberg wound up with the tapes uh, and insisted to the directors of Shrek 2 that she be cast as the fairy godmother. You know, you say that, there's also something similar related in the Beauty and the Beast trivia, but we'll get to it. Oh boy, oh boy. It makes sense. I mean, the, the, these are the movies that it that Shrek is Yeah, parodying, yes. Um, but anyway, the uh, see, Glenn Keane, the lead artist for Ariel, admitted in an interview that for the longest time he was embarrassed by Ariel reaching out towards the surface in the last course of Part of Your World. He thought it was way too cheesy, but had to leave it in to meet his deadline. Ten years later, uh, Keane was approached by a young woman who told him that when she saw the film as a kid, all she wanted to do was take Ariel's hand and help her out of the water. And Keane has been deeply proud of the scene ever since. Nice. Before recording Poor Unfortunate Soul, Pat Carroll, the voice of Ursula, asked Howard Ashman to sing the song one more time to get it right. And he happily obliged. According to Carol, he quote put on the put on the cloak, and she admits to his to stealing his body language and and three of the ad libs from him, and his ad libs were pathetic, isn't it? You can't get something for mm. nothing, and no more talking, singing, zip. All of those <laughs> ad lib by Howard Ashman. Uh, I've already mentioned the uh, the and hand, this is the last one to be use hand painted animated cells and analog camera film work. A uh, one thousand different colors and one thousand one hundred different backgrounds and over one million drawings were done for this film in total. Fuck. Uh, Ariel and her sisters' tails consist of the colors of the rainbow. Oh. Atina is orange. Alana is violet. Aquata is blue. Arista is red. Adela yellow. Adrena indigo. And Ariel is green. There are also seven of them because of the seven seas. That makes sense. Yeah. What does that make her mom? The Dead Sea. Anyway. Oh, but don't. Damn! (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, uh, the character of Ursa was. Not only based off drag performer uh, Divine, but also her personality and some of her actions were also inspired by previous Disney villain, Madame Medusa. Uh, and finally, the animators created the character of Ursula for originally for B. Arthur, who declined as she was occupied with Golden Girls. Yeah. Jennifer Saunders then auditioned for the role of Ursula, but was turned down, and then the thing about Steven Spielberg and Shrek 2. Yeah. After Brie Arthur turned on the chance to voice Ursula, Nancy Marhand, Sylvia Cindy, Nancy Wilson, Roseanne Barn, Coral Brown, 
Charlotte Ray, and Elaine Stritch were all then considered, with the latter eventually being cast in the part. However, Stritch's style clashed with that of lyricist Howard Ashman, so Pat Carroll got the part. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah. That, that covers uh, all the... There's, like, way more. If you ever want to know more. There's so much stuff about this movie because, you know, Disney... I got one more I want oh, to yeah, say. Yeah, go for it. Uh, not because it's particularly interesting, but just because it makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flounder was originally going to be voiced by Dustin Diamond, Screech from Saved by the Bell. Uh, oh. The producers didn't like that he was simultaneously on a children's sitcom, and so they took the role away from him and gave it to Jason Marin. Huh. I think that was the right move, because Dustin Diamond has a weird voice. Like, it... J- the, the voice founder has is like perfect huh yeah yeah what a weird choice like i i can't imitate screech but i can hear screech in my head mm-hmm. yeah i never watched saved by the bell oh okay i watched a lot of saved by the bell as a kid mm-hmm. I, w- um, I was more of a fresh prince of bell era i was both mm-hmm. uh really just kind of watching I watched a lot of UPN. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, got anything else to say? No. There's a reason Little Mermaid is as important as it is. But that, yeah. that's it. Alright. Uh, mm-hmm. I like it very much. I like, I like this movie very much. It's a good one. It's not my favorite Disney movie. Oh, no. It's not, it's not even, like, no. Not even, I wouldn't even put this in the top three, but I like the Little Mermaid. Top ten. Not top five, but top ten. Yeah. We'll eventually... Actually, no, I, I have to mm-hmm. I have to seriously think about that list, honestly. I mean, I know what my favorite one is, and that's Mulan, but, you know, I'm saving my onions about Mulan for when we talk about Mulan. Mine's Goofy Movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just... Across the board, goofy movie. Uh, that that's one of my three favorite movies. Period. Mm. Uh, we'll we'll get to that in May. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, uh, you can be our guest because we're gonna do Beauty and the Beast. Uh, that worked better in my head. Anyway, we'll see you then. All right, welcome back. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, nineteen ninety one. Directed by Gary Truesdale and Kirk Wise. Writing credits to Linda Wolverton for the animation screenplay. A story by Brenda Chapman, Chris Sanders, Bernie Madison, Mattinson, Kevin Harkey, Brian Pimentel, Bruce Woodside, Joe Ranft, uh, Tom Ellery, Kelly Asbury, Robert Lentz. Original story by, uncredited, Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont, based on the original tale, uncredited, by uh, Gabriel Suzanne Barbeau de Villeneuve. Uh, voice credits. Uh, you got Robbie Benson as the Beast, Jesse Cordy as Lafoe. Uh, Rex Everhart as Maurice, 
Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Potts, Pedro Harris as Belle, Jerry Orbach as Lumiere, uh, Bradley Pierce as Chip, as Bradley Michael Pierce, David Ogden Steers as Cogsworth and the narrator, Richard White as Gaston, Joanne Worley as the wardrobe, Mary Kay Bergman as Bimbette, Brian Cummings as Stove, Alvin Epstein as Bookseller, Tony Jay as Monsieur Doc, Alec Murphy as the Baker, Kimmy Robertson as the Feather Duster. Ha- Ka- Kimmy Robertson comes up in a lot of background, but she's a very well-known character actor. She was on SNL. She's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Hal Smith as Philippe. Kath Susie as Bimbet again. I guess Bimbet had two voices. Frank Welker as Footstool. Jenk, Jack Angel as Tavern Man. And then a bunch of voices. And Bill Farmer as Stanley. A bunch of voice. Uh, Patrick Pinney as Walter. Yeah. And then, okay. Extras. Yeah. Music by Alan Menken. Uh, uh, the original score by Alan Menken, I should say. Yes. Uh, edited by John Carnican, Ellen Kenet Kenshe and Bill Wilner. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Art direction by Ed Gertner and Brian McKenty. Uh, A lot of people in the animation. A lot of people. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. This movie had much the same as Lumber, like 40-something plus animators working on it. Uh, Howard Ashman for lyrics again. Uh, Yeah, that's everything to go over. I mean, there's a lot of names I didn't read, obviously, but... Yeah. Of the ones that are going to be in this conversation, yes. I've read them. Uh, so you this said is this another is fir- first one for me. Yeah, this is the first time you've seen it. I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, I do have a funny story, though. Oh, yeah? Uh, so, I never realized that this is where this song came from. But when I was in middle school, I went to Hebrew day school. You know, I went to a Jewish private school until uh-huh. the ninth grade like ninth grade was my first year in public school uh-huh um in middle school the middle school i went to at least we did this thing called the hanukkah speakers bureau where we we would go to you know goyish schools public schools or christian private schools and we would do these really stupid little informative skits about hanukkah to teach the goyim about Hanukkah, and one of them was a uh, calling it a Weird Al parody is an insult to Weird Al, but it was basically what Weird Al does with uh, music for Be Our Guest. Uh. Uh, it was Be Our Guest, Be Our Guest, Don't You Know That Hanukkah is the Best? I mean, we've got Latka, we've got Dreidels. We've got goodies on the table. 
and so and then Lumiere in this in this case is a is a is a menorah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a candelabra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was our opening number. Uh I'm just imagine. I'm just imagining Lumiere as a menorah instead of having a French accent. He like just you know, yeah, as a fucking, uh, uh yeah. But uh, so that that that's my only real connection to this movie until now. Recently, yes. uh, yeah. Uh, I like this not as much as uh, Little Mermaid, but hmm. I did like this. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like. The difference is like microscopic. Like the, yeah. I, I I think I just have more connection because of the, the TV show to yeah, Little I, Mermaid, and that's I, why I prefer Beauty and the Beast. But you know, I think the music in Beauty and the Beast is a little more interesting. But it just the listen hits the nostalgia strings way harder. Yeah. Do we want to get favorite song out of the way? From this yeah. Song? Uh, I'm sorry, but just because of the stupid connection, it's be our guest for me. Well, not for me. I know. No one slick as Gaston. That's no the right answer. Gaston. That that's the right answer. God, it's the best song, song in the movie. It's the best. Uh, I fucking love Gaston. It's such a but great song. Be our guest is mine just because of that stupid fucking connection. Um, oh man, but. Something that wasn't there before is a close second, actually. Yes. Something that wasn't there before. Also, uh, I believe we both watched the special edition, which included the cut song, uh, Human Again, as well. From the original film. Yes. I don't remember that song, so I don't think I did. Oh, then I watched the special edition, which uh, they reanimated an entire cut uh, sequence and song, which is Human Again. Okay. Which is of the the all the servants singing about being human again. Which I'm sad they cut from the original film. Actually, it's because it's, it's not like an amazing film, but like it it adds more character and context to the side characters. It also includes a scene that I kind of wish was in the movie, where uh, intercut with the song, there's a scene of Belle, like Beast is listening to her read, and she finishes Romeo and Juliet. And he asks her, read it to me again. And she says, why don't you try? And he says he can't. He's like, didn't you? And she's like, didn't you learn? Well, I mean, I did, but it's been so long. long." And she helps him relearn how to read. And that's really cute. And I'm sad that it's not in the, 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 you know, the non-special edition version. Yeah, they they don't have the special edition version on Disney Plus, and that's where I watched. It. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, where I, don't I know watched why. it, where I watched it, they had the special edition version. That sucks. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna have to I, look that up later. I really like Beauty and the Beast. There are things I like about Little Mermaid more. Like, again, we talked about. There's no like, I love Gaston, but Ur- Ursula, but Ursula though. Yeah. And Gaston doesn't hold a candle. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's fun, and he has a really great song. But that's kind of it. Yeah, he, he's every asshole football player you knew in high school. Uh, and holy shit, this movie is so fucking pretty. It really. It's a visual. 
wonder. Uh, that opening, just to look at it. Opening sequence with the ti- with the title card moving through the forest, and we get that stained glass bit with the narration. Yeah. Oh, and the castle. Such a pretty movie. I just like watching Lumiere move. Yeah, I like watching most of the characters. I love watching the Beast move. Yes. The Beast is one of my favorite character designs. I love the... That's the one... The other thing I like about this movie more is like... I don't hate Eric, but he's kind of milk toast. The Beast is such a great character. Yeah. And Eric... He's fine. May as well just be Prince Charming. He like, might as well be. Like all the Disney male protagonists in the princess movies may as well be the same guy up until this up until beast and beast is like so different and so interesting yeah like i like that he's an asshole at first and here's another this is going back to the thing about like the 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 sort of like performative criticism of disney um this is less about feminism or just like the performative criticism of disney the that this movie is about um Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, which it's not. <laughs> it's not, no. It's not. Um there's plenty of valid criticism of Disney. I do want to say that. I don't want to sit it's here true. and stroke Disney's cock. But yeah. uh but this isn't Stockholm's. This isn't Stockholm's. In fact, like she doesn't she hates her situation until he actually does something nice for her. And also, he lets her go. Yeah. Like, he just, he lets her go. Like, that's not, like, that's the fuck that, like, it's, people just do not know what Stockholm Syndrome is. I mean, yeah. Uh, The average person isn't going to be able to have a, okay. I think the best way to illustrate this is the way people colloquially use the term antisocial. Or literally. <laughs> literally is the better one. Yeah. Yeah. I had a point to make with antisocial, but yeah, literally. Sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, literally is quite literally the better example. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but antisocial, I want to hear your point. Oh, uh, people, when they say antisocial... They actually mean introverted. Um, The both psychological and legal definition, not just like dictionary, but I mean like usable in the court of law, legal definition of antisocial means criminal behavior. Mm. It is shoplifting. It is violent acts. It is things that put you against society's understandings of how to interact with other people Mm -hmm. not wanting to go out and hang out and party and liking to stay in does not make you antisocial criminal behavior makes you antisocial yes um so that 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 was my point with that um Mm -hmm. but people still use antisocial you know colloquially because there's a difference between legal and colloquialisms you know we we I, I don't really consider the colloquial version wrong necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a legal and psychological standpoint, it is wrong. Yeah. Uh, the more you know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, 
getting yeah back Beauty to Beast, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is not about Stockholm Syndrome. I just want to get that out of the way. Get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, the you can load more. There's legit cousins for Disney, and you know you can load them, but I don't think this is one of them. Yeah. Um. I I do want to uh, mm-hmm. take a moment. Mm-hmm. We're not Disney adults, are we? What do you mean? You know, like Disney adults. I I don't. Okay, never mind then. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Uh, like people who are just way too into Disney. Like no, we're just, just... Into, we're just into animation. Yeah, we talk about a lot of Disney though. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's it's Disney. Yeah. Like it's they're. They're the 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 animation studio, you know. Yeah. It's. I mean, also, I think you're just. It's because this season we've talked about. You know. No, I mean, going through like a lot, like you, like I mean, most of our upkeeps are Disney shows. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's just because those are really good shows. It has nothing to do with yeah. the, that they're Disney. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Anyway, sorry. Moving right. on. Um. But yeah. The Beast is yeah one of yeah, like I said one of my favorite one of my favorite characters is also just like one of my favorite characters in Disney. I love his voice. I love his design. I love his animation. He looks so soft. He looks. So, I want to hug him. Yes. For non horny reasons. No, for non horny, just like just, just, pat his back, even just. Run touch him in a in a uh, platonic way. I mean, I don't want to touch him in a platonic way, but you know, I know you want to you want to rail him or get railed by him. I don't yes, know which. I mean, prefer. look at I mean, look at him. But yeah. anyway, uh, that is the one thing that everybody says that about this movie is like when he goes turns back to the prince. Everybody's like, "Go back." <laughs> yeah, he he's um Fabio. He's Fabio. When he's yeah, it's very. Boring. It's great ju- hair. Great hair. Great hair. Boring. Fantastic. It's very jarring because we we fell in love with the beats, not this guy. Yeah. What's you his know? name? Adam? Adam. No. Yeah, Prince Adam. Adam. Okay. By the power of Grayskull, I'm no longer a beast. <laughs> oh, okay. I want um want the hey uh the 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 uh huh. Whatever. Never mind. Just the prince Adam goes by the power brain. of Grayskull and just turns into Beast Man. <sighs> I need to see if uh uh huh we can. You think we can uh get enough of a social media movement to get Robbie Benson to sing? Um, so I wake up every morning and I step outside, take a deep breath, and I get real high. I. I, w- I really, you know what? It's not. It's worth worth a try. Truly, I would love that. Let, 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 let's see if we can get that uh, trending. But we get that trending. What, what's that song's title again? Hey Ya. Uh, no, Hey Ya is a... Uh... Oh, I forgot. And Andre 3000. Um, mm. but, oh, 
Outcast. Hey Ya is an Outcast song. Uh, this is... Isn't it What's Going On by Four Non Blondes? Yes! Let's see if we can get Robbie Benson to sing What's Going On by Four Non Blondes. Does he have a cameo? Maybe we could get... Maybe we could... Let's look up. Because cameo's probably pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean... If he has a cameo, then like, you know... They got Hugh Neutron's voice actor to say that thing about blue eyes, white dragon. So you know, you never know. That's true. That's true. You never know. But I'm on the cameo website. Mm-hmm. Robbie Benson reminds me of that British Prime Minister who got paid cameo to say, "And now I attack with the blue eyes, white dragon, and steal all your life points." Mm. No, he's not. Hmm. Sad. That sucks. Sad of Because, yeah, that, that would be... Oh, some of these are... No, this is not as cheap as I thought. Yeah, it depends on the person. Yeah. Ooh, Jeff Probst is charging two fifty, like two hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hachi Machi. Mm-hmm. I don't know who some of these people are. God, they're charging a lot. Well, I'm not super. T- anyway, sorry. Uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. I'm easily distracted. I have ADHD. Sorry. We both do. Yeah. You're better at staying on topic than me. Uh, this is why I take notes. True. So let's reference your notes then. Um. Yes. So the I talked about the stuff with the bees. I talked about um this much like we talked about the I want song. This continues the the, the trend of like, but this is the most like what's the word vague I want song in the whole franchise the Disney. Like I of, of, of I want songs like she doesn't want anything, but she just kind of like wants more, you know. With Ariel, yeah. she had a clear I want like, but Belle is just kind of like, uh, I just want something more, I guess. I mean, have you never felt that way of just wanting something vaguely nebulously like I don't know what I want, but I know I want something more than what I have. Yeah, no, I feel it. Is this... it, it yes, your 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 dream is not clear, mm-hmm. but it's there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was tempted to watch the live action version just for comparison's sake, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it, man. I forgot that exists. Yeah, right. Them with Emma Stone, yeah. You know what? Maybe in suppose it was like a twenty year difference between twenty. It came out. In, it came out in twenty. Came out in twenty seventeen. So more than that. So uh, twenty six. Twenty six year difference. Yeah. Uh, twenty six years. I'll watch it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> there you go. That's how you do it. Yeah. It's just like. You know what was really funny? 
as I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't watch it. And but caveat. caveat. If, if they were making this movie, if we're making the live that live action version, and I heard that the beast was going to be a guy in a practical effect, I would watch it. <laughs> you know which live action version of Beauty and Beast I would watch? Uh Ron Perlman. Yeah, I'll watch that one. I mean, the, yeah. the, the TV Ron... movie. I've never seen it. It's yeah, it's Ron... I mean it's got Ron Perlman in it, so you know. Yeah, Ron Perlman kicks ass. Yeah, so fuck it. Yeah. Um but yeah the all the I I like both of those both Blue Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast are like really pretty, but like I just like the setting of Beauty and the Beast more. Like France. Yeah. It, like well not just France, but like the I love the castle, I love the countryside. I love uh this is also sort of like the I, the the Little Mermaid had sort of like the that style that we kind of know for the Disney Renaissance, but like I think look, Little Mermaid started it, but this movie kind of codified and solidified what Disney movies of this era look like, specifically movies with human characters. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the the really big eyes, the doll like faces, yeah, the the cartoonish like proportions for like you know. It really, yeah, I'm getting you. Yeah, it, it really cemented what all these movies were like, all were aesthetically, and the sort of just the the brand of the Disney aesthetic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I'm I'm sniffing what you're scratching. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I always thought was interesting was that Gaston, while being the villain, in past movies he would have been like the the prince of another movie. Yeah. And that's kind of like the joke. Yeah. Well, people think you're weird for reading. Come on, next you'll be thinking and having <laughs> ugh, opinions. <laughs> like, God. <laughs> like, listen, I get what you're going for something, but you don't have to be that blatant. Yeah. Oh man. Mm. Uh but also this movie's like Little Mermaid will like had a couple of funny moments, but I actually legitimately cackle in some scenes in Beauty and the Beast. Absolutely. Like specifically the one that always gets me is like when they're dressing up the beast and the music like, looks so so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and just the beast's expression, like all of his, like he he's so exaggerated because of like his sign, and yeah. also this is one of the only like Disney love stories I kind of give a shit about. Really? Yes. Like all the, most of them are like fine. I don't like have any strong feelings, but this is one of the ones I'm like, yeah. You know. Okay. It's specifically the scene where he lets her go because mm. he has. It's a real culmination of his character arc. Where at the beginning, okay. he took her away from her father and even like let her say goodbye. And near the end of the movie, he realizes that while he loves her, he also she also cares about her father and that she needs to be with him and lets yeah. her go, despite the fact that he knows. He'll be a beast forever if she leaves. 
and that's genuinely really good. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, also, the other thing is we don't know how much time actually passes. Yeah, th- that, yeah, it's, it's kind of nebulous. It's which kind of works in the movie's favor, where it's like, it's way more believable that it would fall in love within this nebulous, like, time frame. Yeah. You know? You, you kind of get that more in... There's a couple of the Disney movies where time's nebulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it works a little better. Yeah. And this is one of the... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it's definitely, like, from winter to spring, at the very least. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, the when we see uh, LeFou and at the house, like, all the snow is mostly starting to melt. And, you know, at the beginning of the movie, it was, like, Full on, like winter was starting, it felt like autumn or whatever, and then winter, and then like now it feels like the end of winter. So it's like it's been a several, at least like probably a month, two, three months, right? Yeah, it's nebulous, but that's way more believable of a time frame for two characters to fall in love. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's all my notes other than like trivia stuff. Let's do the trivia then. Okay, so when Paige O'Hara was auditioning for her bit uh, for her part as Belle, um, during her audition, she actually uh, a bit of her hair flew in her face, and she tucked it back, and the animators liked it so much that they put it in the movie. Nice. Uh, Rupert Everett auditioned. Okay, this is the thing I was talking about with Shrek. Rupert Everett auditioned for the role of Gaston, but was told by the directors he didn't sound arrogant enough, and he remembered <laughs> this when he voiced Prince Charming in Shrek Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. It's really fucking oh. funny and I love it. Yeah, that's that's really fucking good. Yeah, uh a lot of the statues and sculptures in the castle, like the g- grotesque and stuff, were actually based on uh a lot of concept art stuff for the beast himself. Nice. Uh, Glenn Keane, the supervising inmate on the beast, created his own hybrid beast by combining the mane of a lion, the beard and head of a buffalo, the tusks and nose of a and bridge of a wild boar, the muscled brow of a gorilla, the legs and tail of a wolf, and the big bulky body of a bear. He also has blue eyes. The one physical feature that does not change whether he's beast or human. Huh. Uh, <coughs> in Gabriel Suzanne Barbot de Villeneuve, uh, the story of Beauty and the Beast, the original version, the prince was not turned into a beast for being selfish and unloving, but because he refused to marry his evil fairy godmother. Likewise, Beauty's challenge in understanding the beast was not his volatile temperament, but his stupidity. For in beast form, <laughs> he could not express himself intelligently. Uh. So this is an interesting one. Yeah. In the transformation scene in uh, at the end, there's like all that smoke. Yeah. That's not animated. That's real smoke. Uh-huh. They just superimposed yeah. it over the animation. Huh. They did the same okay. thing in, in Black Cauldron as well. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and we also mentioned that, well, it never mentioned in the movie, Beast's real name is Prince Adam. Uh, the movie has 1,295 painted backgrounds and over 120,000 drawings. Yeah. 
Um, Jackie Chan is the Mandarin voice of the Beast. That's good. He's a pretty good singer. He is a really good singer. He's also uh, fucking what's his name from Mulan? Uh, Shen. Shang. 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 Yeah, Shang. Yeah. Um, Danny Osmond and Patrick Swayze were considered for the role of Gaston. Really? Osmond played Gaston in the stage version of Beauty and the Beast and provided a singing voice for Shang in Mulan. Oh. Uh, Be Our Guest was actually originally supposed to be performed for Belle's father, Maurice. But they instead would make it change it to Belle because they felt it more appropriate to have this song for the main character as opposed to Maurice, who was more of a side character. Hmm. Uh, Glenn Keane was most excited about the transformation sequence and said it would be the highlight of his career in animation. He purposely asked that it be the last thing animated of the Beast in order to save the dessert for last. The schedule said he would only have two weeks to complete the animation. He went to producer Don Hahn and asked that it be changed because he was not going to be able to get the emotion across that was needed on such a tight agenda. Hahn told him to forget about the schedule and take as long as was needed. Uh, the first song in the movie... Belle has her express her fantasies. Oh, isn't this amazing? It's my favorite part because you'll see. Here's where she meets her Prince Charming, but he won't discover that it's him until chapter three. Later, that same musical Le Motif is reprised in something there that wasn't there before. For along the same tune, she sings new and a bit alarming. Who'd ever thought that this could be? True that he's no Prince Charming, but there's something in him that I couldn't, that I didn't see. Basically retelling the story that she was reading from the book. Hmm. Callback. Nice. Uh, Howard Ashman had written two songs for four Beast to develop his character, but they were cut. Mm. And that's sad. I wish, I wish he had his own song. That's the that's a big bummer. I wish he had his own song. Yeah. That he he needed. Yeah. Okay. So. Here, I don't know where you would put one. I sorry, yeah. sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. I don't know where you would put one either. But at the same time, like it feels like he needs one. Yeah, I feel like every major player in a musical should have a song. Yeah, he she should have a song. Um, yeah. The last very last bit of trivia I have is all the people who were considered to play Beast before uh, it was decided who was going to be Beast. Okay, Lawrence Fishburne. Ooh. Val Kilmer, Mandy mm. Patinkin, and here's the real kicker, Tim Curry. Oh, I would. I don't know if I want Tim Curry as Beast. I don't either. I love Tim Curry, but I wouldn't want him as the Beast. I'd rather hear him as Gaston. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that rolls right for him, just in general. No, it's not, but I just kind of want to hear him sing the Gaston song. Gosh, it's so great to see you. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do fucking Tim Curry singing Gaston. No. Uh, Tim Curry, I just want to hear Tim Curry sing, honestly. Um, uh, Watch Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, I I have. <laughs> <laughs> Recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... And that's, uh, like, obviously, way more trivia. But, you know, that's, like, some of the more interesting stuff. That that That's what tickled your Tickled my fancy. fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the, the Tim Curry possibly being Beast thing. That's, 
That's wild. That's super fucking wild. I can't even imagine what the movie would be like if fucking he was the beast. It's such a different movie. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I feel about I that. mean, you could say that about anything that doesn't have Tim Curry in it that you then put mm. Tim Curry in. Because Tim Curry brings such a ultra-specific energy to everything. Mm-hmm. It's like how I used to be scared of It until I realized it was Tim Curry. And I think It, it is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> it's because I, I know it's Tim Curry and Tim Curry as a clown is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> anyway. And that's that's all my trivia. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have to say about Beauty and the Bee. Uh, I think Beauty and the Beast is top five easy for Disney films. Again, not my favorite. That's still Mulan. But I do really, really like Beauty and the Beast. And oh wait, the one thing I wanted to say is that this is the only animated feature that was like nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. But they could. They didn't want that happen again, so they specifically created an entire category for best animated feature. Sons of bitches. So, like, no, nah, no, nah, we can't have that. We can't have an animated movie winning Best Academy Award for fucking a film. What, what are we doing here? Fucking hate that shit. Pieces of shit. Motherfucking pieces, pieces of shit. Fucking pieces of shit. <sighs> but that's a whole other conversation about animation. Well, um, I mean, also, just general... Academy fucking sucks. Like they're they're so fucking out of touch. Mm-hmm. But they're out of your like the, they're out okay. of your head, okay. not around. Yeah, I I am. My discontent with the Academy, you know, the Academy Awards Academy, mm-hmm. isn't so much in the. Oh, it keeps snubbing Marvel. Look, fuck, no, come on. Marvel movies are not cinema. Uh, the gen. Going by if if it was just box office numbers, yeah, but it, it's about content, and I think even on the content front, they're still fucking up. Also, it's only but, like things that are Western. Yeah, they never like they very rarely consider anything foreign. Yeah, uh, I always figured that's because. Other countries have their own award shows, their own film academy type it's, thing. It's, it's one thing if like they never talked about it, but the fact that they occasionally do is the uh, the thing that pisses me off. That's true. It's like I also don't really pay close enough attention. I just close pay close enough attention to uh, know that they're fucking up. Yeah. Because there are several animated movies that I would... I don't know if they would have won Best Animated Picture, like Best Picture of that year, like, in general, but they would have been nominated. Yeah. I think The Iron Giant could have easily nominated for Best Picture of that year. Iron Giant, Into the Spider-Verse, I know after I just said my my piece about them, not the Marvel films, but Into the Spider-Verse deserves Spirited Away. Uh, Spirited Away, yeah. Um, um, freaking uh, Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah, that's yeah. Quite a few Satoshi Kon pieces. Uh, yeah, really. Paprika also. 
as tired as much as I personally don't like it, I understand why people like to jack jerk it off. Uh, Akira, Akira deserves what it it is given, mm-hmm. even if I don't personally enjoy no, it. No, I feel I feel that the exact same thing about Akira. Same thing with Evangelion. Yeah, like, I think it, it was overrated, but I get why it's important, and I I just don't personally like it. Yeah. Or you know, if it's not bad, it's not for me. I feel the same way about Ava too. Honestly, I feel, I feel that way about Berserk. I I understand why you feel that way. Uh, Berserk. I do like Berserk though, but I also kind of like things that put their characters through the ringer. Yeah. So, though. Mm-hmm. I don't like some of the things that some of the characters are put through. Yeah, one very specific character. Yeah, I think we're talking about the same We character. are, and that's sort of the thing that okay. has stopped me from reading Berserk. Yeah. It's like, nah, it's not uh, dog, I'm not into that. There's yeah. some cool stuff in Berserk, and the art is really pretty, but it's just not for me. I get you. But, yeah. Um, Ballad. Anyway. I, that, that, that's the point I want valid um yeah uh that it thermonuclear thermonuclear take beauty and the beast is a good movie (laughs) oh yeah uh it's about as thermonuclear as uh tap water (laughs) uh it's just in water is wet yeah uh water's wet uh ducks quack uh, cream soda is good, sky, and uh, Beauty and the Beast is good. Sky is blue. Uh, my back hurts, <laughs> and Beauty and the Beast is good. <laughs> uh, oh god! Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna take one more short break, and when we get back, we'll close this bitch out. We'll see you then. All right. Welcome back for the last time. Uh, that's it. That's the show. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah. Please rate and review. Uh, spread the word. Give us some reviews. Give you know we we need it. It'll help. Yeah. If you, uh, if you like the show, please. Feedback is very t- much appreciated. Feedback is appreciated. Tell a friend. Spread the word. Uh. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, because we do love feedback, mm-hmm. you can email us at acmepodcastsinc at gmail.com. Let me hear that back one time. It's acmepodcastsinc at gmail.com. That's right. And you can also reach us on Twitter by going to at inkpodcast. That's at I-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. You can also find us on Tumblr. Uh, Kai can tell us more about that. You can find us on Tumblr at acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. Yep. And there's nothing in the email. There's no twits, tweets. But you were telling me we got two asks. We do have two asks. Uh, do you want the Disney one or the Saturday Morning Pitch esque one first? Uh, let's do the Disney one first. Uh favorite Disney song of all time. I can go the distance. 
make a man out of you. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, I, I, God, I love make a man out of you so much. But a close second. Uh, it's the second one that's the real hard one. Like, Medic Man, he's always been my favorite one, but like, if you ask me my second favorite one, I don't know if I got to answer. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I don't know. My second favorite is After Today. Oh, yeah. What is that? Oh, then I'm going to say I die. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to choose like proper musical ones, I mean, not like I mean, in-universe songs, but yeah. yeah. I mean, they're sung by characters in the movie. Yeah, but it's also like a song they would hear on the radio. I mean, yeah, but like but, the first yeah. one isn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, st- uh, fucking after today is like a big musical yeah. number. Yeah, but I mean, I to I and stand out. Uh, th- this but yeah. this other one is mashed car- two cartoons together to reboot both of them. I I've had this one in my head for fucking years. Oh, you got one in the timbre already? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, technically it's three, mm. but I'll limit myself. Actually, no, it's four. Um, wow. I I want to take Brave Star, mm-hmm. Galaxy Rangers, Saber Rider, mm-hmm. and Cowboys of Mu Mesa. The that last one was a swerve that I was not expecting. They're all space cowboy movies, space cowboy well, shows. Cowboys of Mesa is more. It's not space. They're just cowboys. Are they not aliens? No. Oh, then forget they're, cowboys they're of Mesa. Oh, then forget cowboys of Mesa. But the rest. Yeah, no, I can dig that. I can get behind that idea for sure. Um, I before the new He-Man show, I'd always wanted to like have a reboot with Thundercats and He-Man together. That, yeah, that yeah. Um, my second answer would be um, somehow shoehorn Thundercats and the connected shows there, like Silverhawks and Tiger Sharks. You could easily do that as like their other aliens. Of- Oh, th- that was in the the Thundercats reboot. Yeah, the original reboot, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wanted to take those and shoehorn them into the Netflix Noel Stevenson She-Ra. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, I want. Okay, this is going to be weird. Like, I really Catra's a Thundercat. Catra's hmm? a Thundercat. That that's my head cannon. You know what? I, you know what? Yeah. Headcanon accepted. Um, I had always really wanted for, like, to bring back Powerpuff Girls, but also, like, they kind of did this one in one episode, but also to, like, have it be a duo show with the Justice Friends. Yeah, Justice Friends and Monkey. Justice yeah, Friends. It should be all three of them. Justice yeah. Friends, Monkey, and uh, Powerpuff Girls is like one show. And because Monkey Dexter. Too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And with like maybe cameos from Dexter, you know? Yeah. I think that would actually be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There was another one I was thinking of. Uh, but they had already done it, which was the Courage Cowardly Dog and Scooby Doo. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I need to watch. That came out. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Megas XLR and Kappa Mikey. I just said that one for Psychic Daily. <laughs> well, you, it fucking worked. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never seen Kappa Mikey, so I have no idea what the fuck it's about. Uh, I just like saying Kappa Mikey to cause psychic <laughs> I just damage. Ten D four psychic damage. It it's my weapon. I hate that. Actively. I am immune to it because of ignorance. I mean, I would love for like a Vegas and freaking Motor City. Yeah, definitely. You know, but that's that's a, that's never happening. No. Only in our hearts. Yeah, I mean, you know what? They kind of already did this with DuckTales and Darkwing Duck. Yeah, they did. Which, God, I hope that new Darkwing Duck show is good. Oh. Tailspin Zootopia. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, hmm. I feel like there's any other ones that I would like, like, off the top that I could think of that would be cool. Um. Mm. Mm. Beetlejuice Adams family. Yeah, yeah, I could go. I would love to see Lydia and, and Wednesday Adams hanging out. Yeah. I would love uh, like a uh, a thing with like Danny Phantom and my life as a teenage robot. Yeah, that that would work. Yeah. Uh. This is one that I don't think it would actually work all that well, mm-hmm. but they kind of are connected in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tick and Earthworm Jim. No, I mean, they're both like superhero parodies. Yeah. It, they're just connected in my brain because mm-hmm. they're characters that I never saw the shows of as a kid. Yeah. But my friend whose grandparents lived down the street at their house, he had action figures of each of them and i was just like this is the same it's too bad that the guy who made earthworm jim is a piece of shit yeah it is say lovey i suppose i've never played a single earthworm jim or watched any of earthworm jim so i have no connection to it so i don't really have like it's a shame from that it's just the general it's a shame that people are pieces of shit the show was funny i don't doubt it that period Oh, that time period on Fox Kids. Yeah, you had a lot of gold. I'm looking forward to eventually talking about the Sam and Max cartoon for that reason. I've never seen it. I Neither am have I. Looking forward to. We watching. have to bring KP on for that. Yes, because he Kate has very strong. Our mutual friend Kate has very strong opinions about Sam and, Sam and or no, no. I I think saying very strong opinions is overselling it. I know that Kate likes Sam and Max. Sam and Max. Okay. But I think it's mostly the adventure games. Yeah, um, I think yeah, those are all the only ones I can think of top of my head. I'm top of my head. I'm sure that I'll. Oh wait, no, hold on. I got one more. Okay. Ronin Warriors and uh, Knights of the Zodiac. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, if we're going anime, um... oh wait, Cyborg Zero Zero Nine and Kick Hider. Yeah. If we're going anime mm-hmm. 
I just want to see all the Rumiko Takahashi characters interacting because there there was always like marketing photo draw illustrations. There's also like some like animated shorts of them interacting. Also, yeah. Well, not all of them, but most well, some of them. them. You know, you, enough of them. You had you had Ranma, you had Lums, the Uresi Yatsura characters, and Ranma and Yasha and Yasha, but you didn't have my favorite, which was Mason and Koku. But yeah, they that that one doesn't really fit in. Uh, oh, I mean, this is a sidebar, but it's not like that. Reminds me of you know what's coming back? What Zatch Bell? Really? Yeah, that's what's getting a sequel manga. Okay. Um, Zatch Bell is one that has completely missed me by. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was that period of time on TV where I just wasn't watching. And Zatch Bell's fun. Uh, I just... I remember seeing like random five-minute snippets here or there while my dad was flipping through the TV channels. Mm-hmm. I never bothered reading the manga, though. Uh, I I remember I just got the feeling of like this is like weirder metabots. It's it's like a half step between. It's like what if Bobobo was almost just as silly, but also was trying to be a, sh- a an actual shonen. Hmm. That's sort of the vibe okay. that Zatchbell has. It's super dumb and super silly, but also is like legitimately fun shonen. I will say this: I really like its character design. Oh yeah, no, it's got some really fun. They're moments. super weird and wacky, and like some of the powers and stuff stuff they do is fun. Like there's a guy, one of the Momotos is like just a giant V named Victorim. <laughs> And he is, uh, whole, and he has like a song about how much he loves melons. Just like a a Sesame Street letter person. Yeah, hold on, I can get a picture of him. Okay. So, so when are we doing Zatch? <laughs> uh, good question. It's a very good question. Uh, we we don't have every episode planned out yet, so we we can probably fit that in. Oh, uh, I don't know. Depending it, it on depends how long on how many episodes there are of it. Let's find out. Anyway, this is Victorim. Posting him in the the chat. I love him. He looks okay. Less Sesame Street and more Beautiful Joe, but still. Victorim. Zatchbell is a hundred and four episodes. And that's just what was dubbed. I don't know about yeah. So yeah, I would rather watch the sub because the dub is. Bad, yeah, it's like a gag dub. Okay, I don't see the. Did it have a different name? Uh, Kon Konjiki it... no Gashbel. K or G is the first. K O N J I K I. Okay. Konjiki no. Gosh, G A S H Bell. Konjiki no Gosh Bell. Konjiki no. You'll probably be able. 
you'll probably be able to pull it up faster on Google because I'm just looking on the website we use. Yeah. And they don't have the sub list. Yeah, well, so... we'll figure it out at some point. But anyway, that's... Thank you for your questions, Anonymouses. But that is... Uh, oh, 150 episodes over three seasons. We could do it season by season. I don't know if I want to do three episodes on well, we'll watch one season at least, and then we'll fi- we'll see how we feel. How about that? Maybe just make that one of the long term goal things that we've been talking about, where we yeah, possibly just slowly over time consume it all, yeah. and then do an episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's the show. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, so yeah. Until next time, don't be a jackass. We'll see you then. Bye.